the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. Oh, and this is going to be a great show because this is a show with some great leaders in Montreal, Canada, and I must say hello first to all of our friends throughout the world and all my friends in Montreal that, wait a minute, wait a minute, all my listeners, wait a minute, you helped make this show number one in August. And I say that is because of your dedication and your commitment to helping people with disabilities. So today we are talking about the work going on in Canada and I am so excited to welcome our three guests. And they are spending their life working for Canadians with disabilities in Montreal, but hopefully from what they've done throughout the rest of Canada. And I know you'll be excited to hear them too. We have Bob White, the Acting Executive Director of the Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resources Center, Deborah Kennard, the founder She's like the uh, Justin Dart of Canada, founder of the Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Center, uh, and as I just alluded to, a great civil rights leader. And Cindy Mancuso, career counselor and director, diversity advisory at McGill University, and so you all know this, one of Canada's most premier leading universities. So all of you, welcome to the show. Thank Thanks, you. Joyce. Yes. I'm going to start with you, Deborah. Uh, and Deborah, I want to tell you it was an honor for me to meet you in person, but you are all about civil rights, no doubt about it, with what you've done with your life. What I would like you to do, Deborah, is if you could first tell our listeners throughout the world what was it that made you decide to become an advocate for people with disabilities because, as you well know, there are many, many people with disabilities, but not all choose to reach out, give back, and become an advocate as you did. So what made you do that, Deborah? Well, I, first of all, I want to thank you for having us. And secondly, um, I think my first exposure to the notion of independent living was at high school. I went to a special school here in Montreal, and we had people with all sorts of disabilities, physical, intellectual, auditory, and uh, whether it would be within the classroom or extracurricular activities, you know, we helped each other out. We, we were like one body, we helped each other move forward, do what it was we wanted to do, and uh, accomplish our respective personal goals. And that, after being exposed to the Canadian Association of Independent Living Centers in the late 90s, that's what made me want to get involved and help contribute 
bringing the lives of people with disabilities forward? Well, because without an independent living center, I think people with disabilities would constantly, no matter where they are, anywhere in the United States, not really be included in freedom. Because would, would you not agree, Deborah? people with disabilities do not want pity. They just want a chance to be treated equally. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. We just want the possibility to develop our potential and make contributions to society. That's freedom. That's right. That's right, Deborah. Well, Deborah, you became the first chair of this independent living center in the year 2001. Would you mind, like, sharing with our listeners, how did that happen? How, how did this all come to be? How, how did you make that happen? Well, um, I'm not the founder. I'm one of the founders. In the late 90s, a group of individuals were invited to an information meeting put on by the Canadian Association of Independent Living Centers. And several of us were enthralled at the prospect of having a center in Montreal. And it just, you know, someone had to organize meetings. Someone had to take the initiative to move the idea forward, um, and I just decided to do that on a day-to-day basis, and uh, we accomplished a feasibility study. We are working with people who speak two languages in Montreal, who are predominantly francophones, but there are a lot of anglophones as well, and we just together we brought it to fruition. Well, you know what, Deborah, we're proud of you. And you know what? You, even when you're talking here, you're reminding me of Justin Dart, who, who unfortunately for us passed away several years ago. But if you would ever tell Justin that he did anything, I don't care what it, what it would be, the first thing he would say is, no, not me but everyone else. You always had to remind us there was everyone else, everyone else working together, and you have that same spirit that Justin had. But you see, if you're listening to the show right now, anything is possible. But guess what? It takes effort. That's why people with disabilities, you can't wait anymore. We can't wait anymore. We have to get out there and make it happen. And if Deborah was also smart enough to uh, involve a gentleman I met who is very impressive and really has a very successful background in business, but decided that he wanted to spend time also giving back, helping, and that would be Bob, uh, Mr. Robert White, who is also on the show with us today, who, as I mentioned earlier, is the exact, acting executive director of the Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resources Center. Now, Bob, how did you become involved in the center? Uh, first of all, welcome to the show again. But how did you become involved, and what caused you to accept this position? 
Well, thank you very much, uh, Joyce. Uh, my, I've been involved with people with disabilities since I was a child because my parents uh, imbued in me that all human beings have both the right and the responsibility to live life fully. And there had been a polio epidemic in Montreal when I was growing up as a boy, and there had been a number of uh, neighborhood children had been struck by this polio and were uh, disabled in one way or another. And they always insisted uh, that uh, these children be always included in all the neighborhood activities. And they even instilled in me that I should see to it that they were included. So, you know, I went on and went to university and pursued a business career and so on. Uh, and my fiancé my fiance, uh, is a childhood friend of Deborah Kennard. They, she and Deborah was always like one of her role models. She's a little older than, than Pamela, my fiancé. And I met, uh, soon after, you know, Pam and I were together, I met Deborah, uh, and I was extremely impressed to see what she had done at this, at the center, you know, to, to be able to found this, uh, given her disabilities was just incredible. And she had led the evolution of the center through very turbulent early years. There was a lot of trouble getting financing, there was opposition from established groups in the area and so on, and she had managed to get this through, and finally gets a, a significant source of financing for the center in Montreal. So Deborah asked me uh, in 2007 at the annual general meeting of the organization to chair it, and again, I couldn't believe the dynamism uh, and the, the determination of the people in the audience to take control of their lives and be full participants of society. So when I decided to take a sabbatical at the beginning of this year from my venture capital business and and see what I could give to the community, it so happened that the executive director's position became open in February, and I offered to Deborah, I said, well, I could be available to help you out here a bit, really establishing the center in Montreal. So I joined on an acting basis, uh, basically to give her a year of my time. Well, you know what? You are an awesome individual. And I just want to say, if you were listening to his words, do you see the impact that you can have on a child? Because his parents told him, you include all. And by the way, they didn't just tell him to be a bystander. They told him to get involved. And guess what? He's still doing it today. So you know what? Kudos for you, Bob. Do you well, want to mention you. very quickly what you were doing prior to this, Bob, your other profession? Well, I'm an engineer by profession with a business degree. I got involved in the telecommunications industry uh, back in the 70s and saw it through its evolution, uh, you know, working for a large company. I worked internationally in the Middle East for a number of years, uh, as well as in Canada and the United States. And then um, I decided to found a venture capital partnership in the mid-90s and rode through the wave of venture capital for high-technology companies. But the whole after the crash into the year 2000, uh, the whole dynamics of the field changed, the, the investment field and, and ventures, and we realized that we had to f- finish a couple of projects, but we realized that we have to step back and take a look at what we're going to be doing. So basically, between my partners and I, uh, at the end of last year, we decided, okay, we each assigned ourselves a function. We have a partner in Boston and one in Vermont and one here in Montreal. 
and we decided that we're going to take a different look at different uh, parts of the industry, how it's evolving, how we can step back into it, and that gave me the opportunity to take to to be able to spend time uh, working with the Independent Living Center here in Montreal, and we're still in touch. Like every certainly every week, my partners and I have a phone conference to see where we're going, and we're planning to uh, evolve our business starting and beginning of next year. Well, good for you. And we're just, all of us in the disability community, delighted to have you with us. But right now, we've got to go to break for a minute, and then we're going to come right back speaking to our guest, Deborah Kennard, Robert White, and next, Cindy Mancuso. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters everywhere on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again? 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. Here we are talking to my friends in Montreal, Canada, who are fighting for the rights of Canadians with disabilities. If you just joined us, we have today Deborah Kennard, one of the founders of the Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resources Center and really a true civil rights leader for Canadians with disabilities, and Mr. Robert White, the acting executive director, who they are so lucky to have been able to obtain, and Miss Cindy Mancuso from the very prestigious McGill University. Um, and Cindy, we are so excited to have you with us on the show today. So I wanted to ask you a couple questions. First of all, could you tell our guests around the world and in Canada 
what is happening at McGill in the area of disability, and maybe you can even tell them about the upcoming conference that we are all participating in. Certainly, but first I'd like to say thank you so much, Joyce, for having us on your show. It's an honor for, for McGill to have a voice on this show. I think it's really important. Uh, McGill University, as you said, is one of the leading universities uh, in Canada, and we're proud of that. And one of the ways that we are leading is our awareness to diversity and disability. We welcome students with disability uh, on our campus with open arms. And, and let me tell you some of the things that we do with regard to students with disabilities. We have an office for students with disabilities. Uh, where they have a wide range of services to them uh, to help them with uh, academic needs as well as uh, career needs. And they actually have uh, an individual whose part of their portfolio is to uh, look after the career aspect of their needs. Now, what's unique to McGill University um, is that in our career service where I'm located, we have my position, which is not only career counselor but diversity advisor. And this is a unique position in that one person in the career center is dedicated to working with all underrepresented groups on campus and disabilities being one of them. Uh, and so part of my portfolio is making sure that we have resources available as well as events uh, for the different distinct student groups. And so on that note, one of the events that's actually coming up uh, at the end of October is our Power in Diversity Career Week. Again, it's our first ever event uh, of this kind. We're very excited about it. Uh, it's a week-long event involving keynote speakers, uh, interesting panel discussions on a variety of different topics, as well as targeted workshops for the distinct groups. And uh, really, the goal of this week is to discuss and highlight the value of diversity in the workplace. So it's really about talking about the power in diversity and empowering those uh, students who come from uh, distinct groups like disabilities. Now, could you tell, when is this again? Calvary Woman it is again? Because this you is at the, the end of October, uh, October 27th to the 31st. All right. And how does someone attend this event? Well, uh, we have a number of events that are open to the public. So in order to have access to that, you would go to our website, which is capsatmcgill.ca, and on there you will have a link to the Diversity Career Week. And all the information is there, and the registration is right online. And this includes, then, all your students with disabilities? It does. And have you, you have not done this in the past? This, is, this particular week-long event is the first time that we're putting something like this together. In the past, we've had events that were individual events, like an individual panel or an individual workshop here and there throughout the year. But this is the first time that we're actually putting it together and creating a, an entire week dedicated just to diversity. And you also have a partnership with the Independent Living Center. Uh, how, how did that come about? Well, I, how it came about is I believe that um, that Deborah actually has a, a quite a good connection with the director of our um, student with disabilities office, and so I think they they had gotten together um, to discuss a, a few events and possibilities of collaboration. And so that's when I sort of got pulled into the discussion, and we were talking um, about this particular event and thought it would be a great opportunity uh, for us to all work together. McGill um, also prides itself on also reaching out to community uh, and, and creating collaborations and partnerships. All right, and I will be speaking at this event, 
um, and sponsoring an event with McGill and the Montreal Independent Living Center on October 28th. So I would really encourage anyone listening to the show in Montreal, if you are interested in following up, um, and once again, how do they follow up with you? It's going to the CAPS website, so it's caps at mcgill.ca. All right, and remember, also anyone you know with a disability or an employer that is seeking to employ people with disabilities, if I were you, I'd tell them about this event. Don't miss out because I'm telling you, this is going to be a great event. And, Cindy, I also have to say that I think it is wonderful how McGill University has stepped forward uh, to, to become a university that is so responsive to students with disabilities. So good for you also. Thank you. Now, with this upcoming event, Robert and Deborah, what do you hope to see happen with this upcoming conference? Do you want me to go first, Deborah? Yes. Okay. The uh, well, the theme of Joyce's uh, speech is employment means freedom, and we really believe in that. I mean, we're working hard to make sure that that one of the services that we offer to our membership and our community is that people are prepared for employment. They know what to expect. We help them with resumes. We give them workshop on these things. So employment is a very central part of our belief in independent living here in Montreal. Uh, and employment means freedom. We totally buy into that. We're thrilled about our association with McGill. McGill, as you mentioned, has got a very strong brand, and we're very proud to be associated with McGill for this event. And for us, um, uh, we will make sure that our membership is uh, is aware of this, uh, as well as our, our broader network in the Montreal area, both French and English, is uh, aware of this of this uh, conference and Joyce's Joyce's uh, uh, address to the conference, and we'll uh, you know we'll we'll ensure that people can get there. And for us, as relatively newcomers in in our community, uh, you mentioned 2001 before is when it started. Getting known is extremely important, and uh, our participation in this conference as as uh, key participants and along with McGill will really help us to get known and to get funding for uh, our organization. Yes, and it is so important if you're listening to the show. And if you are in Montreal, tell everyone about this because, remember, without employment, there is no freedom. So you really need to get to this conference, and I really hope you do support what they are doing, not only at McGill, but at the Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resource Center. How about you, Deborah? What do you hope to uh, achieve from this conference? Well, you know... uh the population is aging, and the workforce is getting smaller. Baby boomers are acquiring disabilities. And I think, finally, society, at least our community, will recognize that people with disabilities have a lot to contribute. And we're hoping that employers will be sensitized and and people with disabilities will realize that there's lots of potential 
and it's theirs to contribute. And we hope that, I mean, we've had a, an employment program running since our first year. This is how all independent living centers across Canada believe about what we believe about employment. So we're really thrilled to participate, and we're thrilled that you're going to be there and the uh, keynote speaker. So uh, we're all looking forward to it. Well, I am also honored to be there. You can count on that. Um, and a quick question that I have that I will be asking throughout the show, uh, Bob, how does someone make a contribution to the Independent Living Center? The We have a website. It's www.mm, like Montreal Metropolitan, I-L-R-C, so M-M-I-L-R-C dot org. And when you go on that website, there is a make a donation section with a PayPal account. So you can just click on that, and it allows you to make a donation, which comes directly to us. Also, there's a contact us section, which has our uh, our address where we're located, and it's very clear there if you want to send a donation by check or something like that. A receipt, uh, you know, we are a charitable uh, organization, and the receipt is issued to any donors. Now, if there are corporations that are listening and are interested in uh, participating, I believe that corporations are interested in what we're doing, not just as part of their community work, but also from a, a business point of view. Uh, independent living means that persons with disabilities become stronger participants in society, and that results in increased income, increased spending, buying products and services made by corporations. So the more we have members of our society able to be independent, the more chance I think we have to grow our wealth as, as individuals, and which means more spending, and it's good for business. Oh, amen to all that. And I want, <laughs> I want to tell you, you know, remember what they're saying right now is not just, oh, this is a nice thing to do. This makes good economic business sense. You heard what Bob said, but you also heard what Deborah said, and she's right, that we have a very aging workforce, and the baby boomers will be retiring. And when they do over the next several years, you will be in a position where you will have to look at this untapped labor pool that has been ignored. So if I were you, I'd get on it right now. I wouldn't wait. And with that, we're going to go to break for a minute, then we'll be back again. If you just joined us, what great guests we have today. Deborah Kennard, one of the founders of the Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resource Center and a royal civil rights leader. Robert White, who is the acting executive director of the center with a very, very successful business background, and Cindy Mancuso, career counselor and diversity advisor from the highly esteemed McGill University. We're going to go to break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters everywhere. We'll be right back. 
news, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, <laughs> she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, oh, we have a great show today. We have Deborah Kennard, one of the founders and chair of, well, actually the first chair of the Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resource Center, and Robert White, the Acting Executive Director, and Cindy Mancuso from McGill University. Now, there's a reason that Deborah recruited Robert White, and that's because with his illustrious, successful business background, he doesn't miss anything. So, guess what? I'm speaking on October 29th, although you're more than free to go all week to this event at McGill, the day I'm speaking is Wednesday, October 29th at 11.30. And where is that, Cindy, at McGill? Where would they go? Well, the, I, the, uh, it would be at our new residence hall where they could find the information again on our website with the exact address. So, again, that's the new residence hall is where the event will be taking place. Okay, so, again, October 29th at 11.30. And... Uh, Robert, you were mentioning you will also be there not just that day, but you will be there, your uh, center, throughout the week, correct? Absolutely. The, uh, you know, it's a real opportunity for us in the Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resources Center. to. We have an association with McGill now. We want to be part of this event. We want to be present at this event. We'll make sure our, our membership is there, our community is there, and we really congratulate McGill for their initiative in, 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 uh, in doing this. 
And I do also. I want to tell you, this university has reached out to us immediately in the area of employment, and they are so wonderful to work with. You should just be so proud to have them in Montreal. Um, and you know what? I wanted to talk to you about something uh, specifically to you, Deborah. As you know, the unemployment rate for Canadians with significant disabilities is still low in Montreal and in the rest of Canada. Uh, I'm interested in your opinion. Why do you think that is so? Well, generally speaking, I think the unemployment rate is high for all persons with disabilities, let alone people with significant disabilities. And I believe that part of the reason is because we don't have adequate legislation on, on accommodation and hiring and a lack of discrimination. And um, I think that's one of the main reasons. Uh, anybody with significant disabilities, um, they're not encouraged to get the skills to be on the workforce. Um, um, and, but, I, but I'm so thrilled, as we all are, to work with McGill because I truly believe that McGill is the epicenter of where independent living takes place in the academic world. And uh, I think that once we do have some legislation like the American with Disabilities Act, things will begin to really change. But until that day, it's going to be, you know, every individual has to work hard to get those barriers to come down and to push. Oh. And you heard it. And by the way, Cindy, what a compliment to you from Deborah. It's a wonderful compliment. And I mean, it's it, coming from her, it's incredible. I mean, we're just so lucky to be able to work with uh, such an incredible person and an incredible center that does great work. And, and hopefully this collaboration will continue on for a long time. If you're listening to the show right now, one thing you can do, listen, you can make a contribution. You don't have to send thousands if you don't have thousands. If you do, I'm sure they'll take it. But... $5, $10, anything they're happy to accept at the Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resource Center. And one more time, Robert, what is that website? It's www.mmilrc.org. In other words, Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resources Center, mmilrc.org. There is a make a donation section. You can use, you can click on PayPal and you can use your credit card and the organization, the, your, your contribution will come to us. Or you can send it at our address, which is shown in the contact us section of our website. And you know what? I believe in everything they're doing. See, this is what it's all about. It's not about charity. It's not about pity. It's not about treating people with disabilities as if they are inferior. It is about independent living. 
That's what it's all about. But we can't get there without employment. And we can't get there without your support. So I really hope you'll join in with everything they're doing to try to make a difference because your help, whatever you do, will make a difference. Uh, one, one question, Cindy. Did you want to make any comments about your opinion about why we have this uh, terrible unemployment rate? Well, you know, I... Uh, I, I, I hate to say this, but, you know, as we know, I mean, there are a lot of people out there, employers, that are just not informed. Uh, and I believe that uh, great, excellent candidates are not being hired simply out of uh, ignorance or fear on the part of employers. And it's really unfortunate. I mean, at McGill, we look at the uh, students with disabilities that we have here. Uh, now, we know on average they succeed as well, if not better, than our students that do not have a disability. So they are ready for the market. They are educated. They are willing. They have the capabilities. So what's going on? There's something happening at the other end. And so part of what we would like to do in the future, too, is to help educate those employers, to be informed, uh, and to not make the wrong decision, again, based on ignorance. We have a question for you, Deborah, from a listener. And here is a question and a comment. And the comment question is, Deborah, uh, first of all, wow, you are a great champion. I have read your background. I know that you went through quite a lot to get where you are now. I know you also lived in a hospital. My question is, what helped you maintain this high level of success, optimism, drive that you have under those circumstances? Well, well, thank you, whoever you are. Cindy. The compliment. From um, Cindy. Cindy? Yes. Oh, well, thank you. I, uh, I've been very fortunate. I've had a, a loving family and good friends. Um, and um, a belief in, in, in a God that cares about individuals. And I had people who, whether they were peers as people with disabilities or peers otherwise, uh, they supported me and encouraged me. And I guess, you know, I'm a lucky person. That's about it. I don't think it's just that you're a lucky person. I think you're an awesome person. What do you think about that, Bob? Absolutely. Absolutely. Deborah is amazing. Uh, when I met her, I was immediately impressed. When you talk to her, uh, you can have an extremely erudite conversation about almost anything. Uh, she's a great thinker. And I was telling her the other day when I was meeting with her, I said, I feel like I just left one of the, you know, ministers in the government. Like, you know, you, you, you're so strong in your beliefs and you're so capable in your suggestions that it's, uh, I mean, I love working with her. <laughs> she inspires me almost every day. And how about you? What do you think about her, Cindy? Well, all I, can, all I can say really is that she does inspire me. Um, you know, I listen to her and I, and I see the work that she does and what she has done. And I just think like, wow, you know, incredible, incredible person. Well, Deborah, I'll tell you what, I think you are a champion and I think you are a tough champion <laughs> because that's what it takes. As you all know, I'm a woman with epilepsy 
and a hearing loss. And as I always say, epilepsy is just part of who I am. Our disability is part of who we are, and we are not ashamed. We have our own disability culture. We're not ashamed, but we do have ability. And guess what? Justice for all includes us. But see, sometimes it takes a special person that never gives up, never stops, and that's what Deborah's like. So to the listener, I say, it's all about incredible determination and perseverance against all odds, but it's also about giving back. It's always amazing that it is those that believe in giving that seem to be so much more successful than others. And, and Deborah, I just really do think it is great what you have done. Um, how long were you the chair, Deborah? Or are you still? Well, no, I, we have a wonderful new chair. Her name is Francine Ludwig. Um, I became treasurer in 2007, but I chaired the steering committee for the feasibility study before we were incorporated. So that was from 1996 to 2007. And, you know, Deborah, even here in the United States, I must tell you, sometimes our biggest enemies are within our own disability community. And I know there are those that did not really go with your paradigm of this independent living and how you wanted to move forward. You know, how, how were you able to deal with that so well? Um, it was frustrating, very frustrating. Um, but you don't have a choice. You You've invested so much with others to come so far that you can't let it go. And it's also a question of sensitizing others and other groups of what we're, what we're about and that we're, we're about working together. We have the same goal, and it's about just being persevering. You know what? The song that came on right now says it all. For those that were opposed to this, hey, folks, time for a new attitude. <laughs> new attitude, folks. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Deborah Kennard, Robert White, and Cindy Mancuso. Don't go away. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. 
All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back to the show. And you know what? If you just joined us, we've been talking today to the Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resource Center and McGill University. We've been talking to Deborah Kennard, Robert White, and Cindy Mancuso, and what a great show. What I'm telling you, if you just joined us but you want to tell everyone else about this show, remember it will be archived. It will be archived at voiceamerica.com and benderconsult.com. If you didn't hear the whole show, you can go back and listen to the show. I'm going to start with Bob. Bob, we were talking at break about how sometimes, you know, you start one way and people aren't happy, but you've got to move forward anyway. You wanted to make a comment about that? Uh, yes, I do, because we've had a fair amount of success just today, as a matter of fact, in this area. Uh, Deborah was saying what's very important when you run into some resistance from our own community is to make sure people know a little more clearly what you're all about and you have the patience to to actually show them who you are and what you're able to do. So what we've been, what we've done is we invited a person from the uh, you know another organization that was very strong in the Montreal community to join our board. And as she got to see what we were doing, she started saying nice things about us to the established community that was resisting our our, our coming into the community when we first got there. And uh, then this summer, we had two students. They were both students with disabilities, and they did an incredible work about establishing our peer support program. Uh, and they they specified what that was all about. They did a lot of research, and one of the groups that they went to talk to, along with Deborah, they, because Deborah was their mentor, was one of those groups that had resisted us before, but was starting to hear nicer nicer things. And we used that opportunity for them to know more what we were doing. And then we Deborah suggested, well, why don't we get a letter of reference from them? We asked for a letter of reference, and it came today saying really wonderful things about us, and this was a group that a few years ago did not want us around. Is that right? Yes. That is wonderful. Well, hey, we're around. We're around, and they're going to keep being around because they are on the move now. Well, I want to tell you what. You know what? I I ask a few questions to every guest that has ever been on the show. And I don't know if we're going to have time to get to all of them, so I may have to skip one of them, but um, I'm, I'm going to move down to uh, the last questions because you know what? It's always the hardest to answer. Deborah, starting with you, you have accomplished so much in your life. I mean, I've read your background. It's amazing. You've won awards. You've done so much. My question to you is, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment? Uh, the 
Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resort Center, and it's becoming part of the Canadian, the Independent Living Canada Network. Um, I really believe that together we will all move forward and every individual is important and has things to contribute. And um, it's been very gratifying um, to be a part of it. Well, that is a lot to be proud of. And, and you know what? I'm not surprised that that is something you would tell me. I'm not surprised at all. How about you, Bob? Well, like I mentioned earlier, my background goes a long way from when I was a child. Whenever I see a person with disabilities become confident in themselves, uh, take control over their lives, have responsibility for, for what they're doing, and want to participate in society, uh, it makes me extremely proud to be part of this movement. And uh, it's hard to know what my proudest time is, but I'm, I can tell you I'm extremely proud to be able to spend time this year with the Montreal uh, Independent Living Resources Center, and I will be remaining on the board once I move on to be able to make sure that the evolution of the center, uh, you know, to be, to be able to help with the evolution of the center along with the rest of the members of the board, which includes Deborah and Francine Leduc and a few other really amazing people from our community. Well, good for you, too. How about you? What would you say, Cindy, in your whole life? What is your proudest accomplishment at this time? Well, I guess I'd have to say at this time, um, you know, this whole diversity portfolio that that has been created here uh, that I pushed forward uh, at our Career and Placement Service is something I'm quite proud of. It's enabled me to create incredible partnerships with, uh, you know, services like the Students for Disabilities Office and partnerships with, uh, you know, the Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resource Center, as well as yourself, as well as with Bender, and uh, meeting incredible people and doing what I think is really important, important work. And, you know, I'm going to ask you this question, uh, Deborah, to you specifically. If you had to tell me one person that was the most major role model in your life, what would you say? Oh, in 1984, I went to California, and I met Johnny Erickson Tata, and she and her husband were very gracious for five people, and we spent a lot of time with the Tatas, and yeah, she really had a, a big impact. How about that? Well, uh, Deborah, what message would you like to leave today with our listeners throughout the world? If you had one message for them, what would it be? Um, the people with disabilities are just like everyone else. The same dreams, the same aspirations, the same talents. We're a bit different in some ways, but differences are good, and uh, everyone can contribute to the good of society and should contribute to the good of society. How about you, Bob? 
Well, the independent living movement is throughout North America. Uh, many communities around have one. Uh, contact them, find out about them, become a supporter of your of your uh, center in your community because it's by working together, by be- believing in independence and inclusion that we make a much, much better society. How true. How about you? How about you, Cindy? Well, what I say to, to all my students, uh, you know, uh, all my students, including my students with disabilities, be confident, know yourself, know your skills, know your strengths, and don't let anyone stop you from reaching your goals. Yes, and that includes parents, family, teachers. I don't care who it is. Don't let anyone lower the bar. Okay, one more time, Bob, what is your website that our listeners can go to if they would like to make a contribution before we close the show today? www.mmilrc.org. MMILRC stands for Montreal Metropolitan Independent Living Resources Center, MMILRC. There's a make a donation section, and you can make a donation through there, or you can send a donation to our address, which is in the contact us section. That's good. And I would encourage all of you to do so. First, Cindy, thank you so much for what you're doing at McGill University and and for the role McGill is taking. We are proud to say we work with you. Thank you. And we will so much look forward to seeing you at that conference on October 29th that I expect all of you to go to. Bob, what you are doing is unbelievable. I'm just glad that Deborah was able to steal you. (laughs) She's wonderful. She can steal me anytime. (laughs) And, And how about you? How about you on here? Deborah, you are awesome. Oh, so are you. You are awesome. You know what, Deborah? I'm proud to know you. You are a civil rights leader. And we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, as you all know. And today, that quote is from Deborah Kennard, who said, People with disabilities, we're just like you. And I say to you, Don't forget it. We'll see you next week. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. See you then. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.